0: The judge sides with Microsoft, allowing the acquisition of Activision Blizzard to move forward. Yay, capitalism! For July 12, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, UK regulator spines collectively turned to jelly, and now they're negotiating with Microsoft. And we'll at least get one piece of good news out of today, I promise yesterday July 11th Microsoft won in court against the Federal Trade Commission and was given the go-ahead to acquire Activision Blizzard for 68.7 billion dollars the final decision was made by judge Jacqueline Scott Corley after five days of hearings and nine days of deliberation Phil Spencer head of Xbox took to Twitter shortly after the ruling saying quote we're grateful to the court for swiftly deciding in our favor the evidence showed that Activision Blizzard deal is good for the industry and the FTC's claims about console switching multi-game subscription services and cloud don't reflect the realities of the gaming market. The FTC voiced their disappointment with Judge Corley's decision, stating that Microsoft will now have the power to foreclose on its competition in cloud, mobile, and console gaming. And to be perfectly honest here, the FTC is right on the money. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction, if I'm wrong, go ahead and roast me. But by the end of this next console cycle, so the 10th generation of consoles, Call of Duty will be a Microsoft exclusive. This also includes PlayStation staples like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, which are now property of Microsoft. Now, something that the FTC should be harping on but haven't is the conflict of interest Judge Corley has with Microsoft themselves. Because according to the Revolving Door Project, Judge Corley's son works for Microsoft in some capacity, which should have been grounds for her to recuse herself from the case, but she chose not to. Overall, this decision is a massive blow to consumers, one that we'll be feeling the effects of for decades to come. I'm confident in predicting that Microsoft will slowly foreclose on its competition and eventually start to become more aggressive about price gouging. And the reason that I'm confident about that is because Microsoft has done this exact thing with Mojang and Bethesda. The bottom line is that this merger is going to negatively impact most gamers, be it funneling more money out of your wallet or forcing you to abandon your current console to continue playing the franchise you want to play. On the heels of the FTC losing their injunction to block the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard merger, the United Kingdom's Competition and Markets Authority and Microsoft have agreed to pause their legal battle. Microsoft was originally appealing the CMA's decision to block the merger, with the hearing slated for July 28th. However, both the CMA and Microsoft are agreeing to stay in the proceedings to continue negotiations. The Verge confirmed with the CMA that UK regulators are now ready to consider any proposals from Microsoft that would assuage their concerns, which will ultimately be more unenforceable and vague deals with competition that concedes absolutely nothing. However, this stay in proceedings still needs to be approved by the UK's Competition Appeal Tribunal. Given the FTC's loss yesterday, it's more than likely the tribunal allows this to stay. Now that the last two roadblocks to get any amount of concessions out of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have rolled over, there are no protections for the 9,500 workers at Activision Blizzard. There are no tangible market protections, and there are no divestitures. Regulators legitimately achieved absolutely nothing here. All this amounts to is political pageantry, which I was really hoping wasn't going to be the case. So once the $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard goes through, we'll enjoy a small honeymoon period with Activision Blizzard. With deals and day-one releases on Game Pass like we saw with Bethesda, but come the Xbox Series 360 or whatever the f- they want to call it, we will see a sudden shift in Microsoft's stance in Activision's exclusivity. At the end of April, 144 SEGA of America workers came together to petition the National Labor Relations Board for a union election. At the start of this week, though, the 144 workers at SEGA of America finally cast their votes. And with the final tally coming to 91 in favor and 26 against and 27 abstaining, SEGA of America employees formed the fifth U.S.-based gaming union, Allied Employees Guild Improving SEGA, or Aegis. For Sega's part in Aegis's formation, they have been very quiet, allowing their workers to unionize without any interference, unlike other studios like Activision Blizzard who have been unabashedly union-busting the entire time. It's assumed that Aegis will be seeking the previously stated goals at the bargaining table with Sega asking for improved and stable benefits, along with creating a clear path for workers to advance their careers, and balancing workloads for all departments to quote "end overwork at Sega of America. Overall, I’m glad to see that the unionization effort in the gaming industry hasn’t subdued. While unionization in the gaming industry is only five unions strong with less than 1,000 developers, it’s still phenomenal progress in a short amount of time. When Aaron and I started Let's Play in late 2021, unionization wasn't even a talking point in the gaming industry, and in two short years, we've seen a growing interest in the gaming industry to unionize, not just as studios, but even games media itself. So, while it seems like progress is slow going, we are making huge strides from where we were just two years ago. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.